0: all the teachers, time to teach a way. Maybe then they listen to what you have to say. Cause they're the ones who's coming up, and the world is sitting there. When you teach the children, teach them the very best you can. Hello and welcome to the teacher's cup of coffee. Thanks for joining us for another episode here at Teacher's Cup of Coffee. We appreciate appreciate you listening. So excited to be back with you, you know, we're going to keep trying to give you shots of caffeine, little ideas, little things you can do in the classroom this week and tomorrow and next week and next month to keep improving learning for your students. Today we're traveling to the campus of MIT, one of the technical leaders in the world, one of the best colleges in the entire United States of America, and a real innovative place where learning is going in new directions. A colleague of mine went to a three-day conference at MIT where he was learning about makerspaces and sort of the new type of learning that is taking place at MIT. And I sat down with him afterwards, and he was really able to teach me a lot that he had learned and to break it down. And it was astounding to me how different learning is at MIT. Now granted, it's a hard school to get into, but that said, it's still doing things that can be replicated all over the place starting with in K to 12 classrooms so we're going to jump right in thinking about MIT how it is a new how it's teaching new ways to teach and learn and i want to talk about some things that we can bring to our own classrooms from this higher institution of learning First thing I want to say is, believe it or not, a lot of colleges nowadays remediate reading, they remediate writing, they remediate math. Even at really top colleges, students get there and they have to take remedial writing classes because the college feels they're not fully prepared. MIT does not do this. They actually remediate learning. They actually explicitly try and teach students that learning comes with failure. They teach them that they have to mess up over and over again. So they're not, worried about their reading and their writing and their math. They're worried about they want students who are open to experimenting, to trying things, and to making sure when they fail, they realize that's a good thing because now they're getting smarter at the same time. It's amazing to me that a school like MIT would actually have to remediate learning, teach their students how to learn. But they do, and it's a big focus of what they do. First thing at MIT, failing is essential. They teach kids how to learn and that it is okay to mess up. In fact, messing up is a good thing they preach fail, which stands for which F A I L, which stands for first attempt in learning. They preach failure above everything else. They teach students it is okay to fail. It is your first attempt in learning. What a cool acronym! What a cool thing we could use tomorrow in the classroom. F A I L. Another thing they focus on is mentorship. Everything they do is based on mentorship. It's not just professors being all knowing in every sort of every area that their t- their students are learning mentors is what they count on students at MIT learn that if they can't do something or they can't figure something out it is their job to go find mentors to help them increase their knowledge and skills if you don't know how to do something at MIT you need to go find someone that can help you it's hard for teachers to relinqu- relinquish responsibility to students um as we all know but that said we need students to mentor each other. So teachers or professors could mentor students or other students could mentor them. But again, the students at MIT are learning how to learn. And one way to do that is when you don't know something, you go out and you find a mentor to help you understand it. This is this goes beyond just finding a mentor as well. At MIT, they give students a problem to solve and they expect them to solve it, but they leave it open-ended. They don't give them directions. They don't give them steps. They just give them a problem. And then what students will do is go find mentors that can help them in different aspects of that problem. That said, the mentors don't really answer questions. The mentors just slowly point them in a direction. They want you to mess up over and over again. They want you to ask your mentor questions, but the mentor's not gonna truly answer them. Here's an example. If I was a mentor, I'd say, you know, let's say students are putting together a circuit board or something and they're trying to get some LEDs to work the right way. The mentor might be watching them do this and say, if you do that, you're going to blow out your LEDs. And the student naturally would say, why? And then the mentor doesn't answer at first, just sort of shrugs. And then the mentor might say, either figure out why or plug it in and find out. Or why do you think they're going to blow out? So again, just the fact that the students knew that the right question to ask was why, a mentor, like a teacher in the old sense of the word, would then answer the question for the student and hope the student remembered the answer. A mentor does the opposite. A mentor is around to provide some guidance, but is not around to provide answers. What a cool way to look at learning in a public education classroom that we don't always have to be giving the answers. We have to point students towards the right questions, point them towards places they can go to get more information and then let them try mess up try mess up so that mentorship is really important at mit another thing they talk a lot about is making things making things i couldn't believe this when i learned it but all applicants to mit must submit a maker portfolio when they apply this shows the school different things that you have made here is a quote about their maker portfolios that applicants read Quote, the Maker Portfolio is an opportunity for students to showcase their projects that require creative insight, technical skill, and a hands-on approach to learning by doing. Members of the MIT Engineering Advisory Board review all Maker Portfolios. I know the school I work at, we're working a lot now on having students make things and create and the design process, and it's clear that at this higher institution of learning, MIT, they have to actually submit a maker portfolio. So how can we get more making in our own classrooms? How can we get students creating things rather than just saying things and writing things? Really interesting stuff to think about. Another thing they focus on is that learning never stops. This wouldn't really work in a middle school or a high school or an elementary school, but at MIT, the professors never say, you're done or class is over. Professors have a schedule and they set an environment for learning, and when the time is up on that class, the the professor will leave and go on with their day, but they don't say to students, your time is done or your class is over. Many students end up staying in class even after the professor leaves. When students think they've finished something, the professors send them back to continue to improve it. So there's there's like no you're done. There's always a continual feedback loop and more and more learning. Really, it's just the engineering design process in full effect, continual, continual improvement. And this leads to cool things like there's more clubs and teams at MIT than any other university. And that's because learning never stops. And it's also kind of related to their grading because students are graded on an improvement delta and not on ultimate competency. So a student is actually graded not on did they do A work. A student is graded on how hard they worked and how far they came from where they began. So on which is what most of the learning is done, is they look at how far you came from where you started. What a cool way to grade. Not just saying if you get to this finish line, you get an A, but actually saying everybody has a little bit of a different finish line. It's about where you get from where you started. The last big component they talk about a lot at MIT is competition. All the projects that students do are competitive. They set up competitions in the classroom. There's a huge competition culture. And all these projects have this aspect of competition, but the how you do in the competition is not at all related to your grade. Your grade is related on your improvement delta, or is, is, your grade is dependent on your improvement delta, but the competition is another place to see how you're doing versus other students. I don't know about you, but when I heard all these different things, I just thought, man, we have so far to go in K-12 education to be looking at learning this way. But it was so cool to hear that MIT, who gets students that we're just finishing with, that they're doing these things and students are buying in. And again, I know they're getting the top students, but at the same time, this kind of stuff might even be more healthy for the non-top students who really want to try new things, be creative, make things, be competitive, and then be graded on improvements delta a couple quick quotes all learning happens through joy and pleasure we experience their imaginations in a positive way another one quote education has little to do with explanation it is about falling in love with the material end quote and last but not least my favorite quote fun first always These three quotes come right from the staff at MIT and how they teach. We obviously have so much to learn from this great higher institution of learning. And again, I know this can be a lot in the K to 12 classroom, but this is where the world is going. And students, as we always say here in the teacher's cup of coffee, they need brave teachers who start to think this way. And I know if you're listening, you are a brave teacher who's willing to go out on a limb and try new things. So in quick recap from MIT, failing is essential mentorship matters let's have students make things learning never stops it's continual and competition in the classroom is okay hope everybody has a great week and we look forward to being with you again two weeks from now Keep doing all the incredible things you do in your classroom and keep making sure your students are learning. That's why you wake up and that's the amazing thing you accomplish every day. And we hope you have a great week and enjoyed your teacher's cup of coffee.